Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Hey, everyone. It's been a while since I've actually recorded a podcast. I, I think it's probably been about four weeks, and it's probably been longer since I've recorded a solo episode because, I don't know, I think I've been super busy. Uh, I've been teaching a few people about their brand. I've been buying some houses, which is good. Which is which is the whole point of me being in property, so it's nice. So this is this is finally happening, but also I've got that thing again where I lose my voice, and my face is just full of mucus, and like my sinuses are crazy. And I've had it for about two weeks now uh, because uh, yeah, I don't really rest. I haven't well, I haven't had a chance to. I've been networking. I've been speaking at a few events. I've recently become co-host of PPN Knightsbridge, so you should come. It's the second Tuesday of every month. Next month. Uh, it is going to be on the, let's have a look, on the 8th of October. So come, I'll actually be speaking on the main speaker. Uh, and yeah, I've joined Pippa Mitchell in co-hosting the event. So I'm really looking forward to that. So if you want to chat to me or pick my brains or introduce, you know, get me to introduce you to anyone, come along to PPN Knightsbridge. I think it's actually the best PPN. And Pippa's done this single-handedly until now. So yeah pretty pretty big um responsibility i'm picking up but uh yeah so i've been doing all that and i have been doing lots of viewings been in birmingham been in, in london been in wales i i'm going to ppn liverpool next wednesday so if you're in liverpool that my liverpool accent means a bit of work but come and come and say hello come and come and say hello if you're in if you're in pool late next Wednesday. Uh, thank you for having me there to the hosts. Uh, yeah, and I just haven't recorded a podcast with anyone for a while. Anyways, I'm rambling, I'm ill, so I'm a bit delirious. And I'm, you know, my voice is terrible. So I do apologise if I sound a bit, you know, I don't know, a bit like Phoebe from Friends when she was singing Smelly Cat, a bit, you know, a bit like Barry White. But yeah, none of the swag. So today I want to talk about the deals that I have going through. I want to go through the figures with you. I want to go through the learnings so far and how I am attempting to fund them, including a two-week completion of which three days have passed and I've only just agreed funding and solicitor today. So that's good, but I'm chilled. I'm cool. Ain't nobody stressing. We've got two weeks, but I'm cool. I'm easy. I'm stoic. Yeah. So uh, where should we start? All right, so last, you know, the week before last, I was like, oh my God, next week is going to be a crazy week. I just know it and I'm ill and like, I don't know how many houses I'm going to end up with at the end of the week. It could be loads and I'm a bit like, oh, where's the funds? Or it could be none and I'm like, oh, another week with nothing. So I went into last week and I'm going to I'm gonna bring up my calendar. Uh, yeah, so last week on the 10th, I was announced at PPN Knightsbridge. Uh, I would have gone to Wales then for an auction. I was bidding on a fire damaged house. Guide price one pound, lol. It went for 65 and needed about 40 grand's worth of work. And it's worth 120. So it's up to you if you if you think, I mean, that that price works for someone. If you're a builder or something, then you can do it a lot cheaper than I can, perhaps. Uh, so yeah, it works for someone. And it was an interesting auction. I had some friends go there and, and tell me about it. I... 
Well, on Wednesday, then I went to Wales. I had quite a few viewings, some for the auction on Thursday and some just through agents. It didn't have too many viewings, but I suddenly got quite busy because I was looking at some tiles. I was looking at some kitchens with Howdens, which have come back very expensive. Howdens, if you're listening, I ain't playing. I ain't playing games. Yeah, two thousand eight hundred quid for a kitchen that Magnet would charge me one point five for. Nah, y'all, y'all be crazy, man. I'm, I'm a price match, y'all ass. Um, so yeah, went to the auction on Wednesday, which I, I didn't even know this auction existed. Right, like whether it's me being an idiot or it's terrible marketing, I had no idea. Very annoying. Because it was a good auction. I mean, did things go for a little bit more? Yeah, perhaps some of them did. Did some go for the right price? Yeah, by the looks of it, they did. And afterwards, I got to speak to the uh, speak to one of my friends in Wales who knows a lot about Wales. Really nice guy. And I got to speak to the auctioneer who had a certain swag about him, but you know, built a rapport. And of course, I'm sure I was wearing something bright, something memorable. And I actually, I still need to review those blocks of flats that didn't sell. Because there's potential in there. That's one I might JV with people on. Because uh, it's a little bit... It's a bit bigger than a buy to let. I mean, the net cash flow each is like £400. As opposed to like 125 each uh, on, on a buy to let JV. It was a strange auction, you know. And I kind of went to suss out the kind of people that go there. To inform my bidding strategy or bidding style. And it, it seemed like there were a lot more... And this is not in a rude way. It's in, it's in a London way where it sounds rude. But we're sort of not being rude. Um... There were a lot of amateurs there. I mean, some people were like drinking and bidding and like their mates were like, yeah, go and bid this much for it. And it, I don't know. It was a it was a weird sort of, um, some of the people there were, were kind of weird. Uh, I mean, I spoke to a few people and they, they seemed quite normal. So, you know, uh, but the auctioneer had some swag, you know, like he's the kind of auctioneer you want to bid with. Like, it's just, it's more interesting. It's more fun. So that was, that was a good event on Wednesday. Uh, and on that Wednesday, I viewed a property with one of my, you know what? She's probably the the favourite estate agent that I work with, and a few people in in the Valleys know her as well. And she's she's good. I've introduced her to some of my friends. I've sent her some business, and of course, when I sell or rent in her area, it's going through her. Uh, we're on like a texting basis. I mean, we're not like morning love, I don't. But we will. I will text her like in the auction. I was like, shit, I just bought this house. Um, can we flip it on quickly? And I'll get to that later. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And this was like six p.m. So we've got a good relationship. You know, we do, do we talk about property when we meet? Yeah, give or take. But it's mainly talking about spider bites, Ugh. or 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 people eating too many Welsh cakes, or you know, silly stuff. And that's really good. So saw a property with her, and this is similar to the other one I'm buying uh, already. Which I'll, t- I'll take you through all my deals actually, in case you haven't heard me talk about it before. So. On Wednesday, I went into the week. Let me, you know, let me start this. Okay, so I've had offer accepted on a house in Swansea. That was last week, but my guy surveyed it on Wednesday and it's all good. The refurb is costing slightly more. Uh, It's purchased at 74,500. It was sold for 79 before, but the the, um, buyers dropped out for whatever reason. I came in and got it for that much less. The agent knows me, so he pretty much showed it to me straight away. Got my lovely friend to go and view it for me and put an offer in based on the videos and the pictures and her her thoughts. She's a property investor as well. And yeah, secured it at 74 and a half. The agent pretty much didn't really show anyone else. And then he stopped any viewings while I was deciding because I was at, at Partners in Property last Thursday sort of trying to present a network, etc. And yeah, that got accepted. Team went in. The refurb was meant to be about 11. It's looking at 11 to 14 depending on what we discover behind some of the tiles 
it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, this doesn't do too much in terms of reducing the profit. It'll reduce it by a grand or grand and a half. Uh, but potentially with what we discover and the, the choices we make, it could it, it could actually add that value back. So it's a it's a standard house, uh, three bed terrace, tiny little garden, which seems to be the trends. You know, I love gardens. Um, and it's got a bit of damp that the vendor has fixed the ceiling and, and rendering for. The inside just needs hacking off, replastering, and then otherwise, it's just an old house. Uh, new kitchen, new bathroom, new flooring, new painting, a new RCU because I think building regs 18th edition has changed. So I think a lot of RCUs are out of, out of fashion. Well, actually, I think this one might be okay. Um, and yeah, that is being looked at by a bunch of people who want to invest in me uh, and also my Chinese investors. So if you're interested in investing in deals like this, give me a shout. Oh, I've just got more to talk about. So yeah, that one is going ahead and that would be the that would be the fourth house. And then a few weeks ago, I had an offer accepted on a house in a totally different part and that was accepted at £55,000. Similar bit of damp with the, with the guttering, the guttering, as you say in Wales. Guttering, I love that word. Anyways... Um, 55k offer accepted pretty much within, well, it was pretty much accepted within a few hours. Agent has a good relationship with the vendors and me. I, I think it will revalue being very conservative and very scared. It will revalue at 75k all day long, worst case. Agent says 85k. If we really, really do an analysis, I think she's probably more right than I am. Uh, but to be safe, because it's not going to be an A1 refurb, because it's already in decent condition. I mean, it was let out at 480 quid, I think, before, which is above market for that area. Uh, So it's not going to be an A1 refurb, so I'm not thinking it's going to be a top, top end, but we are going to make it look really nice, and it's, you know, it's pretty decent as it is. Uh, So I'm thinking, I've put in my sums, I think, 77 and a half, but I think, if all is well, and Brexit is well, lol, it will go for you know, it will it will be revalued at eighty to eighty-five, which is cool. So we're leaving, I think, a couple of grand on that one, uh, and it has a, a garage at the back, which apparently in this part of town rents out really, really well. So I get an extra fifty to seventy quid a month on top, or I use it to store all the bargains I get on my travels. Let's see what we do. Uh, this one's a funny one, you know, because um, the the vendor allegedly thinks there's not weed in the garden. So does my builder. But there actually isn't. Uh, I haven't... The knotweed appeared after I'd viewed it. But I've seen the pictures and it's... it's I can't remember the name of it, but it's definitely not my beloved knotweed. And the property information form where it says, is this property affected by Japanese knotweed? They ticked yes. And that's fine. And that's why I got it at a discount because it was listed... If I remember correctly, it was listed at 69. They would have taken 58 for it. But then the knotweed appeared and they took 55. Um, but yeah, it's not knotweed. Even if it is, I mean, I don't really care. I'm cool with it. But but it definitely isn't. Uh, so yeah, sometimes people make mistakes and, thing, and things like that happen. Um, you know, I told the agent, but <laughs> what can you do? If that's what the vendor, if that's what the vendor thinks and says, then uh, some people can't be told. Uh, but 55 is, is the right price. For, I mean, I saw this agent a week after, no, Two weeks after I offered on this property, and I was like, yeah, yeah, what's happening with that house? And she was like, well, they're not weeds there, so the price has dropped a little bit, and the vendor really just needs to sell in general. 
Uh, I can't remember why, but they wanted a quick turnaround, but I'll, I'll get to that, how slow they've been irritating vendors. Uh, and she was like, yeah, look, we're looking at offers of 55. I was like, wait a minute, I offered like 52. Why haven't you called me? And she was like, oh yeah, did the office not call? And I was like, no. I was like, right. Went home, well, went back into the car, which is my home while I'm in Wales. And I did the stats and I said, yep, I love it. Can we close this off? Done, sorted, cool. And that's the third house. And then the one that I just spoke about before, which is a, the one in Swansea, that's a flip that came after that. Now on the third one, the fourth one is cool. Uh, we're just about to enter the legals. I've kind of been chilling on that because I'm really trying to raise funds for it at the moment. So I'm not, I haven't been pushing it because I'm like, that's cool. We'll, we'll just leave it there and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll pick it up. That's, you know, in progress. Once obviously the survey has now come back clear. Uh, and then with the third one, allegedly, the other side solicitors, I'm going to shout you out right now. Devonalds, yeah? Devonalds in South Wales. Y'all are shit. Mm-hmm. Come at me. I'll tell you why. They told my solicitors and the agent and, you know, me, essentially, that they had posted the contract pack on a Friday. On a Friday. Six days later, on a Thursday, my solicitors like, Tej, where is this contract pack? Uh, well, you know when your solicitor chases you? Like, you got a problem. You you have a problem, boyo. Because when the hell do solicitors do anything proactively? And if they're chasing you, shit, man. Like, you know what I mean? Pigs are flying. Times are bad. So I was like, um, yeah, I don't know. And they're like, why don't they just email it? I was like, why didn't you tell me? Why don't they just email it a week ago? Like, Jesus. Like, you, I didn't know you could email the contract. I thought it was like a paper thing because you're all in, you know, all in the 60s still. So, anyways... They didn't send the contract back by post. They lied. So, yeah. Good ones, solicitors. I wonder how the SRA are going to are gonna feel about that. I wonder if they'll care. But anyways, I'll speak to them. See what they think. Because you shouldn't be getting away with that. How do we know this? My solicitors looked at the contract pack on Thursday and said, um, Tej, 10 exclamation marks, by the way. So this solicitor was, was shouting. Uh, look at the uh, timestamp on the title deeds when they were downloaded. It was today at half 12. When I heard that, I was like, oh, no, you didn't. Like, mm, hold my ears, girl. I was about to. I was I was annoyed. I was I was cool. I was stoic. I was very annoyed. I was like, what What the hell? You're a solicitor. You're, you've taken an oath to, to God and to HMRC in the UK, whatever you lot do. And yet you lied. I was like, nah. Like, And then I Instagrammed them being like... Uh, where's the contract pack? Um, they blanked my DM. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that was that. That is in legals now. That's being funded by two chaps who I put out an Instagram story saying, look, 8%, earn and learn. You can jump on board, invest with me. You earn money a lot better, a lot better than the bank. Competitive, but also you get a lot of I get educational equity, a lot of learning. I'm not the most experienced person in the world. But I go through shit and I'm very, very open and honest about it. So they were like pretty much straight away. I don't think we'd ever actually spoken before this. They were like, hey, we're interested, etc., etc., etc. They got first charge over the property, as they should, because they're giving me about 105% loan to value. They have a personal guarantee, of which they should. And they have a loan agreement, obviously, of which they should. So... They're going to be in the WhatsApp group with the builders. They're going to be getting voice notes from me every day, which they pretty much have so far. And not just about this property. You know, if someone lends me 100% of the LTV, 
that I will give them everything I can every single day, every learning, I'll dump it to them in a in a voice note. And yeah, I do share a lot on social media, but the kind of things I'm telling them are things that I'm not sharing so openly, mainly because I forget to, <laughs> or lack of time, or because, you know, we have a, a working relationship that benefits us both, so I share with them. Uh, they're going to come on site, they're going to look at some other properties I have, I'm going to show them how to, identify, you know, anything they want to know, I am there and I'm on tap. So they'll ask questions, I'll send them video walkthroughs of the deal, the spreadsheet, I'll talk them through the um, the spec of like what the builders are doing. So if you're new in property and you've got some cash, maybe you're, you're, you're not ready to spend it yourself or take the liability or you don't want to spend on a property course, an earn and learn is great. Yep, they're on a 12-month term, but if the refinance comes back earlier, well, they're getting it back earlier, so with the full interest. So yeah, that's been funded by, by two people from, from Instagram. Uh, and that shows the power of a brand and social media. We have never met. Maybe this is a millennial thing because they are young. But pretty much the money is in my account right now, ready to transfer to the solicitor. Uh, and so is their IDs and their bank statements and everything. We have never met. We've spoken once on the phone for five minutes, right? Typical millennials. Everything over WhatsApp, right? Yet they've transferred me 57 grand. Um, this is the power of social media and a brand. Like, I don't say this to boast. Because, you know, over the past how many months I've struggled to get investors and now, look, it's still not easy. I, you know, I probably have an easier task than someone without a brand, but it just goes to show you, you put in the work, you you be a trustworthy, reliable person and you show the world this, you know, you can buy houses for free. Um, I don't, I'm putting in the refurb cost for this, which is about four grand. But again, I could get that on a credit card or I could get that loaned to me. And I'm open to having that loaned to me, by the way. Uh, so... Yeah, an interesting scenario there. And this is good to work with people who I can push my knowledge to. And I think, you know what, I kind of earn and learn. I'm not the only one who does this. Uh, but once you do one of these, I mean, a lot of people will say, Tej, cool. Uh, you've taught me what I need to do. You've given me the confidence. You've given me the ability, uh, the belief and, you know, whatever, spreadsheets, knowledge, you know, everything you've given me. And you've given me 8%. Uh I'm going to go buy some houses myself. And I'll say, you know what? Awesome. Because, I mean, that's what the podcast does as well, right? It's just free stuff. Um, I, I don't need anything from it after that. And I know it goes against what property courses teach you, which is you want a lifelong investor, which I do. I'm still looking for my sugar daddy, y'all. Uh, or my sugar mama. So, you know, it, it, it's just nice, though, because then I've helped them have the confidence, experience and knowledge to go do it themselves, which is cool, right? So if you're trying to get investment for people, maybe offer this, you know, and there's a people who are a lot more experienced than me who may struggle with uh, phrasing or packaging their proposition. And your proposition is, I have X many houses. How much can I help you? Someone who has none or a few or whatever. Uh, so maybe think about that when you're looking at your, yeah, your proposition for people. But I'm really looking forward to it. They're great guys. I'm really excited to meet them, to kind of show them around and, just then afterwards, see them blossom, you know, see them grow from caterpillars into butterflies. That is, yeah, caterpillars become butterflies, don't they? Yeah. Okay, well, I hope they do, or, or something like that. Um. So that's that's those two properties. Now, they were, there was my actual third one, which had the subsidence. You may have seen me post in the group about the underpinning that was done, but it was never certified. I, when I... When we discovered this, because the agent said, oh, no, no, it's with it's with the solicitors. Um, and I was like, can you send me the um, 
you know, the certificate. And he was like, no, no, you get your solicitors to ask the other side. I was like, no, 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 Mr. Estate Agent. You are going to get me the certificate. I'm not paying or engaging my solicitors to ask for a certificate because we're pre-legal stage, right? We're in the, I've offered it's accepted, but this is pending contract survey, etc. And my survey, because my team, shout out Craig and Joseph, are very good at structural knowledge, right? They, they're house builders. They're project managers for a house builder. So, I mean, they're, pro- they're actual project managers, right? But they know stuff as well, obviously, building stuff. So... I was like, no, you get me, then you get me the certificate. And he's like, oh yeah, well, turns out the underpinning was done and there's no warranty. What's the bloody point then, mate? Right. And this is, has to be on the market for two years. And the agent claims, yeah, that someone else got a mortgage on it. Yeah, good one, mate. Of course they did. Um, it's also got, so it's got the, the triple, the triple threat. It's got knotweed, close, quite, quite, quite pretty knotweed actually this one. Yeah, it's quite nice. It's got a mine shaft in the front garden. Uh, and it's got subsidence. And the neighbour is a local... Um, this is the estate agent's word here. A local eccentric. That's his words, yeah? Not mine. Just disclaimer that. Who has a very overgrown garden. I'm sure he's lovely. I'm sure he's a village. You know, he's a nice guy. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. And that is actually... That's a really good flip. That's about 20 grand profit in that one. Uh, if everything is as it is. But it's a lovely house in a really good area of a generally shit kind of part and it is very in demand uh for buying houses and yeah it's just a really nice house actually to be honest uh good for like an older person perhaps or a young couple or as every advert for every single house on right move says ideal for first time buyer or ideal for investor so unoriginal anyways uh, and aside that one the survey ugh, first it took two weeks to organize because the estate agent wants his mate to do it who's the oldest surveyor in Wales. Cool, good. I'm, I'm happy with that. Very experienced. When I spoke to him, very experienced. And by the sounds of it, he's very thorough. But okay, now it's been 10 days after that. And he's still trying to get in contact with the guy who did the old underpinning. And I'm still waiting for the survey. And I said to the agent, look, mate, like my cash is getting used up. So I really need to hear back soon. And also, I didn't pay for this survey because... When I found out there was no certificate, I was I threw my toys out the pram. I was like, oh, Mr. Agent, I'm going to drop out. No, I don't care. I'm not having it. Like, no, this is totally, you know what I mean? Like, no. And this was me just, you know, doing my thing. And the agent was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to lose my commission, basically. Uh, listen, shout out to estate agents, though. Like, 99% of the ones I know are incredible, right? Like, honestly, they're amazing. So, so I'm not trying to have a go or anything like that. Uh so yeah waiting for the survey anyways i made the i'm I'm getting lost in my story here so i said look i'm happy to you know keep the offer accepted and you know stick with this but you can ask the vendor to pay for the survey and also to inform him that if the survey comes back not good i'm gonna drop out simple as that or i'm gonna offer a lot less that's only fair so surveyor called me midway because I specified to the agent, look, get the surveyor to call me once he's done, just so I can get a mid-update. Surveyor called me and said, yeah, well, we've already established about 13 grand's worth of work of underpinning or using GeoBear, which is a form of underpinning. Have a look at it on Google. Uh, and I think he said something that it was a resin injection or like a using wall ties as well. So it's a because, you know, it's pretty much half of a big house sinking. And has sunk since the last uh, underpinning. 
So I'm like, okay, I just, I, and this here's a, you know, a tip. I emailed the agent and said, by the way, I spoke to the surveyor. He's also, he said there's 12 grand already. I didn't say, listen, I'm taking it off the price. I said, just so you're aware, this doubles the refurb because the current refurb is about 11 grand, 12 grand. This will have an impact on how I proceed. That's it. Just to show, just to make them aware that like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not an idiot. That I will offer 15 grand less if that's what it needs to fix the house. I mean, it's been in the market for two years. I'll solve the problem for you, but at the right price, right? And of course, that makes sense. Um, I want the vendor to have a sale, but I can't buy it out of sympathy that it's been in the market for two years. Like, I buy it as a business. At the same time, I'll, I'll happily drop out and say, look, you know, you... And I, I'm, I'm very honest like this. I'll say, look, you may get a builder or a subsidence engineer or something who will buy this at the same price I was going to buy it at because they can fix it for half the price. So... You know, I always say to people, look, you, someone potentially will buy it at that price, but this is the price I can buy it at. I totally understand if you say no, like, of course I do. Happy to just part ways, you know, and now you've got a survey so you can actually inform people and maybe we market it differently, right? So a cliche as it is, I want a win-win for this guy, you know what I mean? Like, he may get someone buying it at the price I would, he may not, I don't know, but he might. Uh, or you could chuck it in auction and someone will buy it. So... That's what's happening prior. Uh, that one is still waiting. Now, last week, I viewed a property. I think we're going back to where I was at the beginning. On on the Wednesday, viewed it and offered. I knew how much the vendor needed, and I offered it. I offered fifty five. It was on for. You know what? I I'm actually a comedian because. Um, I actually don't know how much it was on for, um, so, but I'm actually going to find out now for you, and why I haven't paused the podcast to find out, to make it seem like I knew, a bit silly, but I'm going to find out right now, right now, right now. Okay, it was on for about 64, I offered 55. So 64 is already under market value because houses in this area go for 90. 90! Well, actually, some are, some are going for a bit more. It's a very nice area of a good area lower down. Um, so, yeah, got it accepted at 55 straight away. Smell like dog piss because, yeah, the previous tenants, yeah, didn't, didn't really look after it. It's got a bathroom upstairs where it should be a third bedroom because it's, it's ludicrously big. So we're going to move that downstairs and potentially kind of switch the kitchen around as well. So normally this refurb would probably cost about 10 grand or less. It's going to cost about 12 and a half, 13, because we're moving that bathroom downstairs, which actually is a bit of hassle. I thought it'd be like, oh, just put some new, new plumbing in and you're done, which it is, but it's a bit of a hassle, especially if it's not directly underneath, which it may not be. So I've got the guys going in at uh, some point this week to just survey it and make sure like there's nothing untowards with it i didn't see anything it was pretty standard to be honest uh it's on a nice little side street actually uh, it's, it's a good house garden's cool no knotweed uh that i can remember and yeah no issues as far as i can remember i think the story behind this one is landlord just didn't want it anymore uh it has historic subsidence as everything does here but you can sort of i can't remember the word you like fill in the floor underneath it to make it sort of more um straight and level but actually people are really used to it so it's fine so offer accepted at 55 
uh, Reval, I think I've put in about 90. So, you know, what? let me talk you through the figures of this one, actually, because I think this may help those of you who are new. Uh. So, as I said, the purchase price is £55,000. Stamp duty is about £1,650. Sister fees are about 500 it, it could be 1000 if we bridge, but I use conveyances, so it's cheaper when it's a cash or investor. The renovation, I've actually put in 13500 just to be super safe. With a 10% contingency, 1250 I've put in some finance interest rates, but that's going to vary a lot. Uh, I've put in a £400 refinance cost on the solicitor. I've left out broker fees and arrangement fees because I, I just don't know what it's going to be. Uh, but I am aware there's a difference or that there's going to be some change. So estimated revaluation is 90 to £95,000. Uh, let's go on 95 because one... The street next to it, which is an identical street, almost an identical house, three bed, sold for 95, I think two months ago. And it wasn't, it wasn't A1, you know, my, I like to think my stuff is like A1 quality, yeah. It was probably like an 8.5 out of 10. So it gives me confidence that, you know, potentially get 95. But so let's just go with 95. Let's, let's be positive on this one. Uh, the profit on a flip before fees, before tax, pure profit is £20,000. Uh, and that gives me an ROI of 28.26%. And how have I worked that out? That is the total cash spent. Basically, yes, total cash spent versus profit. I get that number. Total cash spent includes the purchase price of the house. Now, if obviously I was only putting in 25% because I was bridging it or mortgaging it, the ROI would be a lot higher. So 20 grand, I mean, for example, deposit on this house at 25% would be 10%, that'd be five. It'd be about 14 grand, I think. And I'd make 20 grand. So you can see if you do ROI based on money in or deposit uh, or st and stamp duty, etc., and refurb costs, it, it can it can really pick the ROI up. But that's why I don't really look at it. It's just there as a rough indicator. Uh, refurb should take probably a month and a, and, and a week, month and two weeks because of the bathroom. The mortgage at 75% of 95k is 71,250, which is 208 pounds a month on a mortgage of 3.5%. I know that the mortgage is probably going to be 2.8 or something like that. But I just do it at 3.5 just to be really really sure. I used to do it at 5, right? But then it didn't give me a really good indication of anything. So I was like, oh, it's too high, right? But I know even at 5% stress test this will work. Uh the rent will be £500 a month, if not a little bit more. I've been pushing it on my first two ones. Actually, on that note, my second house, the grey one with the cool bathroom, got rented out, is being rented out. Actually, they're moving in a week for £650 a month. The market rent there is about 550 575 And then my first house, market rent's about 450 It's on for 525 So I'm doing, don't know, doing all right, I guess. Uh, it's also just, just putting it out there and letting it, giving it a bit of time hopefully uh so i put maintenance voids in a 500 quid a year cash flow a month at 3.5 percent mortgage with 10 percent management i get it at probably eight uh it's 242 realistically that cash flow is probably going to be 280 with a good mortgage in six months annually that's 2406 pounds anyone who does hmos you're laughing at this because it's tiny uh total money in is about 74 grand total money out is 71 grand Money left in, just under three grand. It takes 1.1 years 
the rental to cover the money left in. My return on cash employed or cash left in is 85%. So as you can see, really good deal, really good margin for investors. And it's in a nice area. So this is one I'm going to hold because it's such little money left in and it's in a good area. So I'd rather keep this and flip maybe something else. So that deal was accepted on Wednesday. All good. Team are going in next week, uh, this week to Investimagate. Thursday, I viewed a property D to V. I say D to V. V is my friend. The vendor is my friend. He's a property trader. I'm looking at a deal there. I'm not going to talk about that too much because we're still waiting to finalize details, but it's about 80 grand to purchase, eight to nine grand refurb, two, three grand fees, whatever, 120 to 130 grand resale. I'm going to sell this one because it's an owner-occupier street and it's in a nice area and it's a little bit further from my usual portfolio. I don't really mind uh, because I cover a wide area, but I'm going to sell this one because this one and the first and the other flip I'm doing in Swansea are going to, I guess, infill the money that I've left in some of these deals, but also top up the bank account, right, to give me more working capital. I don't want to do flips. I mean, uh, I'd love to keep these, but the one in Swansea doesn't work too well as a keeper. And this one, I mean, this one potentially does, but... Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think I'm reaching the point now where I'm like, you know what? Let me do a couple of flips, so I can go a bit crazy and buy some more. So cool. Um, so last week, that's two offers accepted already, uh, and then we've had the one in Swansea confirmed. Cool. I go to auction on Thursday. I'm bidding on about ten lots. Uh, I win one, which is like I was like, oh shit! I've just I've just exchanged on my property. The weirdest thing was like paying on debit card five grand. I was like, whoa, this just feels all sorts of freaking weird. Like some of you big ballers would be like, oh mate, that's how much I spend at Waitrose on like a steak. But like, that felt weird, you know? Like, that's just mad. So exchange on that one. Uh, and I got that for 40 grand. How freaking irritating. I couldn't get it for 3999 When I was bidding, I just didn't think. Oh, so annoying. I would have saved stamp duty then. I kind of tried to be like, oh, can we just can we just take a quid off and I'll pay I'll pay the vendor a quid by Menando's. Alas, didn't work. So got that forty. Um, three bed, bought it at forty. Auction fee seven fifty. Stamp duty. I don't know what it is. A little bit. Uh, that one I've put in a revalue at seventy thousand uh, pounds. People are telling me I'm gonna get seventy five and eighty for it. So let's see. Um, but even at 70, there's a very small amount of money left in. Um, you know, I'll quickly talk you through the figures just because I know not everyone will be interested in it. Um, I do have investor packs for all this stuff. So if people are interested in investing, not, I'm not sourcing on. Don't ask me to source. Uh, I'm trying to buy everything, man. I'm trying to be the mayor. Um, but yeah, purchase price 40 grand. Solicitor fees, yeah, 500. Renovation cost seven grand. Some of it's done. I think the guy ran out of money or he had a divorce and he had to get rid of his assets to get some cash. But yeah, it's kind of weirdly half done. Renovate the kitchen is so ugly, so uh, it's going to annoy me, but it's cool. It's Someone will like it, but I think it's ugly. Renovation cost seven grand. Uh, total purchase cost. No, let's, let's do this easier. 
The total money in on this deal is £52,000. Money out is 52500 if it revalues at 70. Uh, it's a flip profit of 18 grand. I'm I'm confident of 70 worst case in with it, the level that we do. Uh, but it'll probably get 75, 80. What, again, it depends on Brexit and all that shit, and it depends on old Bojo, eh, idiot, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, 70k is like, I think, a, a very, very fair under slightly valued type valuation. Uh, so this will rent out for, for probably for 425 or 450 a month, so a little bit lower, uh, just because it's kind of in a, in a different part of town, uh, which is like Rent City, so I'm not going to sell this. I mean, I don't think it would sell that easily. I think it'd probably sell to an investor very easily, especially those who want ready-made cash flowing things. It should cash flow 252 on a 3.5% mortgage. It'll probably cash flow 280 quid. The money left in is minus 499. So I pull out 500 quid. That's all right. A couple of, couple of crates of cheese from Whole Foods there. Just a couple though. It, it is Whole Foods. They are the best for cheese, by the way. Like, I mean, Tesco's and Finest and stuff is good, but like Whole Foods is... It's honestly another level. The selection and the quality. Yeah, man, it's... You pay for it, but... Well, yeah, you get what you pay for there, innit? Anyways, um, I digress. The, R, the the return on cash left in is minus 505%. Lol. Spreadsheet's broken. Um, But you can see it's a no-money-left-in deal. Um, Yeah. And the refurb... There's no new kitchen. There's no new bathroom. The bathroom's been tiled. It's a little bit, you know... You know, your mum's auntie's style. But that's cool. That's cool. We can we can lean with it, rock with it, roll with it. That's cool. Uh, this podcast has been long, isn't it? Jeez, you can tell I haven't talked into a mic for a while, isn't it? Going on and on. I hope it's been helpful so far. Um, right. So I bought that house. Cool. I had a couple more to bid on. Blah, blah, blah. I bought another house for 45 grand with a two-week completion. Lord of mercy. What have I done? Heaven. Heaven's above. Uh, it completes next Thursday. I'm really chilled about it, as I was saying. This house... You know what, I come across a bit flippant sometimes. Is that the right word? If it's negative, it's not the right word. But what I say to people is, look, you know, I come across quite carefree. and like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll buy that. I haven't seen the property, I'll buy it, whatever, you know. Blah, blah. I just know my area so well. I know the common faults with the houses here. I know the rough cost to fix them. I know my build team are amazing. I know that there's choices, there's options. I know when I buy a house, I have five options before I've even touched it. I know that... When I've refurbed it, I have many options, you know, it's, I'm very carefree and chilled on the surface because deep down, I know I have four exits already planned. The second that gavel went down in the auction, I was like, cool. I texted an estate agent and said, here's, you know, what, what, by the way, I'm keeping you as an option for this, right? And I text my mate and I said, who knows the area? And I said, you know, tell me who's the best agent around here. And he introduced me to one and I spoke to him about... You know, should I rent it? Is it a good area for rental or am I going to get some ruffians? Some scallywags? Fisticuffs at dawn, sir. Uh, and they said no. So that's good. Uh, and yeah, that's why I come across quite chilled. So I bought this one at 45 and I was like, oh my God, I bought another house. Then my card has a 10 grand limit on my card per day. And I was like, well, I want I want two more lots. So oh, I had to, you know, transfer money to one account to the other. And then actually I went back and was like, you know what? There are some other lots I'm bidding on, but I was like, actually, shit, you know, I've got like six properties going through right now. Do And I've got another two sort of potentials as well that I'm very close to offer accepted, but I'm not going to do it because it's, it's still not the right price. 
And I was like, you know what, Ted, maybe I should just slow down a little bit. Uh, and look, there's this conflicting advice about this. Shout out to Tom Henderson. Shout out to Sarah Hussain for both giving me mixed you know, opinions on slowing down or going faster. Shout out to Vinda Sangero, who's on the podcast. Big up. Uh, but, like, I know... I know my limits, right? I know where my mind... I know how far I can stretch it. And now you might think, oh, but you have to go past your limits. And you do. I've been ill for two weeks and I'm still out here. But I know I want these projects to be amazing. I know my build team are also busy. Um, and it's not always easy communicating or getting things done quickly because they have jobs. Um, and they have other jobs. So I said, you know what? I'm cool with these six for now. Let me let let me get my money right uh, and get this stuff done. And I'm continuing viewings and I'm continuing auctions. But actually, the other stuff in the auction, I think if I remember correctly, did you know went above what I wanted it for. So that's pretty cool. And actually, after the auction, me and a friend we got to spend about like I don't know forty five minutes with the auctioneer and the staff. I mean, we sort of know them anyway. But it was really good to spend time with the auctioneer and have like just chats and like proper. Good chats, you know what I mean? Like, it's just rapport building, right? And actually, as, as I was bidding, the first time I won... So two things, right? I get a guy called George, big up George, George Dugard, to view properties for me sometimes, one of many, and, you know, I owe him Nando's, especially because I was late to the first time we met. <clears throat> I, He said to me, Tej, yeah, so when I was viewing on the auction, like, they said to me, oh, what's your name? And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm here viewing for Tej. And they were like, oh, Tej, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, do you know him? And they were like, who bloody doesn't? Um, so I was like, cool, this, um, you know, I'm having an impact, right? I'm having some, I'm having fun with people. I'm not like going there trying to do, I'm just going there chatting shit and having fun. You know, a lot of people go on viewings, make one little joke and then walk off or they don't even talk. Or, but I'm there and I'm just, I'm just chatting shit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm here to just make friends. I'm following half of the auctioneers on, on Instagram. They're following me, like they're kind of starving. It's just chill. And like, that, that's just me. I just want to, I just want to chill, man. Like. Forget this property source and stuff. I just view in. I just want to go to the to the house and be like, "Wow, this is a mess," and just chat to the and chat to people, right? Like I'm just that's just me. Uh, and then when I was bidding, the auctioneer was like, when he asked for your number, once I won the bid, he was like, "Oh, he was like, you know, who are you? Can I see? You? Oh, I know who you are. There we go." And then when I won it again, he was like, "Ah, yep, I know who you are, Ted. There's your number." Boom. And I was like, "Oh, I mean, I, you know." it's it's the kind of level you want to be at with people because it will lead to success in business and i mean that's what we want right uh but again i don't like i said i don't do it for that like i genuinely just love chatting to people about whatever like i just you know i love people uh and 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 hopefully it will benefit me in the future you know what i mean like and i hope it benefits you to hear me talk about things like this and see that, you know, your motive has to be just success or business or friends or whatever. It can't just be the money. Uh, but I digress. That's a Mindful Mondays podcast for my mindful voice. So anyways, yeah, walked out with two houses. Um, yeah, mad. One is funded with a bridger. I'm not going to name the bridger. They've got two weeks to do it. Solicitor said they can do it. Bridger said they can do it without a doubt. Worst comes to worst, I will have backup cash. Uh, hi, mum. Can you please invest? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> if I really, really flop, if they were, <laughs> if I flop, if they flop, I'm not going to name the bridger. However, if they do well, I will speak about them. If they do badly, y'all know that my social media is going to tear them in half. So let's see. I'll leave it up to them, right? 
to, to do this well, hopefully. How much faith do I have? Not as much as George Michael, but I've got a little bit of faith. Uh, so let's see what happens with that. But exchange in two weeks, it's a corporate sort of bank repossession so that like the conditions of auction are very strict, very dull, very like, yeah, it's very corporate. That legal pack was the most boring one I've ever read, but the, the tightest pack ever, literally. Um, cool. So yeah, last week, two offers accepted, two properties exchanged on, and then, yeah, moving forward on the other properties. So in, I don't know, a few weeks or so, to add to the two houses I currently own, I will have one, two, three houses owned that are going to be rented out. Uh... And then I will have two that are going to be flips. Now, I feel like I'm missing something. So I've got two that I currently own. I've got that one in legals. I've got that one from auction. Ah, I've missed one on my whiteboard. No, in a few weeks, I'll actually have two houses plus four that are going to be buy to lets, bringing in between 250 to 320 each. Most of them will bring in about 280 on mortgages and one I think is going to bring in my second one is going to bring in like 330 maybe a little bit more uh so that's one two three four five that's six by to let six times I'm going to use a calculator for this um uh, I'm gonna be open six times let's say an average let's just say average of 285 each that's 1710 pounds a month passive income and I have done that in five months of property full time and probably about 10 months of tro- attempting property whilst working in a job and failing at it. And But, but networking and learning and et cetera, et cetera. I've also had like 90 offers out and I've only bought six properties. So again, and two of them are from auction. So you can see that the, you know, the failure rate is very high statistically. So don't think I've just got this out of nowhere. This last two weeks has been nuts like it just happened but the next few months could be crap and that's the way it is right uh so keep going right like you're putting offers out you're doing the numbers trust me you're just you're just an extra you know one meter away from striking gold or finding that diamond right keep keep going do not give up because it it doesn't matter what yeah statistically the more you put in the more you get out right the more you're doing things the more you get out it's like a fact so do not give up but look i'm happy i'll be financially free once all these properties come through in terms of i live at home my car is a beautiful old 2003 mercedes so you know maintenance is fairly cheap we do a bit of ourselves insurance i've got cheap food okay food is is expensive let's you know don't get me wrong but 1700 pounds a month Passive, and I'm saying this with you know Gary V exclamation marks, no speech marks, is pretty good. Uh, and then before the end of the year, I want ten, so I want four more before the end of the year. So I'm still looking for them. I've got one, two, yeah, three or four more auctions. So I think having four more is is definitely possible. So anyone interested in investing now or in the future, get in touch. Let's have a chat. I'll send the deal packs. You know, you can see what you think. Or if you know anyone, help them out. Put them in touch with me. Uh, rates and interest will vary depending on what's being lent and and if they want to earn and learn or if they just want to just give their money out basically so yeah things have picked up and and the two flips i think will probably bring in anywhere from 
23 grand to 30 grand. And there's a big range because it depends what it sells for and depends how much the refurb actually ends up costing us. Um, so, yeah. I mean, talk, you know, the money doesn't really... I'm like, I'm happy that, yeah, damn, I can, I can actually start earning some money again. But I've still got a long way to go before I replace my last sort of salary or my last business payback. But I choose happiness, right? I am happy, irrespective of what I'm earning. So, yeah, the numbers are great, but the relationships and the fun I have to get these numbers is is more fun. In fact, the number of properties is probably more exciting than the actual money it brings in because it's like, oh, we're getting more, we're counting, it becomes addictive. So, yeah, things have picked up for your boy and I will keep you updated with further progress and how these bridges go. Follow my Instagram story for any aggressive, passive-aggressive comments I may make about uh, them (laughs) and sisters lying. But yeah, if you want to invest in me, you want to talk, you want to learn more about what I do, I do not deal source though. I can introduce you to some who are good people. Let me know. Any questions, I'm more than happy to tell you. A lot of people say to me, Ted, can you just, I don't know, can you help me with this? You know, can I meet you for Nando's and and we talk about this? Can I buy it? Honestly, I'm 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 just a I'm just a guy, man. Like, just message me. It's all good. So, this brings us to the end of the podcast. I hope the numbers have been useful. I hope my journey has been useful. And I guess one maybe one thing to take away is that from this is choose happiness. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.